Hey, it's Shaquille, and uh, before this episode begins, there's a part in, in the main recording of this episode where I talk about Andy Mino, and I, I, I talk about well, what he was saying about his wife, and in the recording, it, it kind of sounds like I, I may be saying uh, something inappropriate, but but all, all I was saying, and I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, is that it'll make sense when you watch the video, but let me just say this, all I was saying was... I wonder if Andy Menio would have made that comment if his wife wasn't beautiful, is basically what I was saying, you know, because, you know, you know how men like to brag, and anyway, it'll it'll make sense, but I wasn't trying to say anything disrespectful, uh, you know, about his wife, I was just saying, I wonder if he would have made that comment if she didn't look the way that she looked, if she didn't look like a model, and you're probably wondering, well, wait, what? Well, it'll make sense when you, when you, when you, when you watch the video. Anyway, I just wanted to bring clarity to that. All right, let's uh, let's get on with the main episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Unsheath Thoughts. This is your host Shaquille, and today I would like to unsheath another thought of mine. And not sure how to phrase this one. But I suppose it it has to do with. Uh, let me quote uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, Christian music artist groups, uh, Beautiful Eulogy. In one of their songs, they say, and I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing, but they say something to the just of, "What's too worldly of a Christian to make a difference?" And yeah, what is too worldly? of a Christian. How, how should a Christian carry themselves? And uh, I would like to take a look into the lives of, um, you know, I guess uh, Christians that are more powerful in the world, that have a bigger name and uh, have a platform, you know, to where they are being viewed by uh, millions of people, so, that, so they have a higher degree of, of influence. And uh, I, I think of, I've heard people criticize um, a Christian rapper. You, those of you listening may have heard of him, uh, Lecrae. Uh, you know, some people have criticized him for uh, the, the, his, uh, his new record deal or, you know, his, just his uh, new release of music. And while I haven't, in my own personal opinion, I haven't seen anything that is, that is too, that is, that is too troubling, I, I have noticed some, some slight differences in him. I know in his, in his, uh, his latest album, I, I believe his, his latest album is, uh, Let the Trap Say Amen, something to that degree. I, I think I have that whole album. And in one of his songs, you know, he, you know, he talks about, you know, the success that some of his money has brought him. And he talks about how he, he brought a, a BMW for his baby mama. And in one of his songs, he, he says something along the line that he, he's not flexing. You know, he's just trying to put his people on some truth. But I, I, was, I, was, I was just thinking to myself, how is that, how is that not flexing? <laughs> I was, you know, no, no disrespect to him or or anything like that, but I, I just, 
I will say, I thought there were a few things in, in his songs that, you know, that he didn't have to uh, tell people, or that didn't need to be in the songs. I will say, in comparison to, you know, his older albums, his older songs, his, you know, his origins, I would say that those are some of his, uh, his better songs that are really just God-centered, gospel-centered, and, and really challenge your perspective of God and spirituality and truth. You know, you know, uh, yeah, that's, they are, he is, he is one of the, uh, foundations of, uh, I guess, of when I really started off as a Christian, that, that helped me in my walk. Some of his music helped me, you know, and th there was, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Andy Menio. I know in one of his songs, a song that he, that he did with Lecrae, he says something along the lines of, uh, <laughs> And, you know, he says um, that he and his wife are going to have some kids, but right now they're just practicing, you know, basically say, you know, talking about it in one of his songs, uh, having sex with his wife. And in one of their songs, in, in one of the, they, they posted like a, they posted a video on YouTube, I guess, of, of them doing that song live. And in the crowd, you know, some of the fans held up signs saying, uh, are asking him, how's practice? And they, and they had that in the video. And, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, I had to stop myself and wonder, you know, is that, was that really appropriate? <laughs> was that, was that godly? Was that a form of modesty? You know, while it could just be said, oh, it's oh, it's just a joke. But I mean, personally, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be, you know, asking anybody, even a close friend of mine, um, unless I had a good reason to. You know, you don't, you don't just be, you know, asking people about their sexual life, about their sex life. I'm, I'm pretty sure that if Jesus, if he, if you know, he, because he, he didn't get married or anything. I mean, he's, he was God, but. If, if Jesus were to get married, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want any of his followers to just be asking him about his sex life. And I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be, you know, asking anything inappropriate himself. You know, things that just, that, that really just doesn't concern him. You know, you know, to have fans, basically people who you don't know and who don't know you asking you about your sex, about your sex life. And I wondered, you know, because you know how men, how men can be. And I, and I mean no disrespect when I say this, but I kind of wonder, would he have said something like that if his wife was, um, you know, didn't look a certain way? <laughs> just to, just to, just to put it like that, because you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say nothing that I shouldn't say. But, you know, you know, if, I, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> but I for the most part, I don't think that they've done anything that's, uh, compromising or too compromising, but you know, there are, there are certain things it's like, eh, maybe, maybe they shouldn't have done that. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't have done that. And, you know, I, you know, I can't really, you know, judge because in life that, that can just be, that can be something that's hard to do is trying to paint the perfect picture as to what a Christian should be interested in. Is, I, I find it particularly confusing when it comes to humor. Like, because I find people like Dave Chappelle 
and even Cat Williams at times funny, you know? <laughs> but I'm a Christian, and you know, there's certain things that people joke about. You know, I, I, I don't, sometimes I wonder, I've wondered about what comedy in its purest form is. And I, and I think that comedy in its purest form is something that, you know, you know, is, is able to, to make something funny, but behind it all, teach you something, illuminate your mind, challenge you to think about, you know, to, to raise your perspective on certain things. You know, something that at the same time is able to challenge your, your moral standing and your understanding of life and the world around you. I think that's comedy in its purest form. And Dave Chappelle has, uh, you know, has been able to do that in ways. And, he, and even Cat Williams. And, uh, and a few other comedians as well. But comedy that's, that's, that's just a bunch of nonsense and just making jokes out of things that, that would really just be heinous. Well, you know, what, what does that really do? For, what does that do for you? And sometimes it can be confusing because certain things that are just, you know, that aren't godly can be genuinely funny. And I think that's just natural because we have this sinful nature in us where we are just naturally inclined to to things that we probably shouldn't be inclined to, like, you know, like sexual immorality. Just just about every, everybody, you know, has, you know, is probably not as sexually pure as they can be or as pure in their mind and their way of thinking as they should be. You know, so sometimes that, that can be a bit confusing I, I I don't I I well let, let me not give names but I remember uh, a comedian uh, making making a joke you know <laughs> about like and I'm not gonna be able to uh, I'm gonna paraphrase here I'm not I'm not gonna try to be a comedian today <laughs> no but basically he was joking about the fact how you know if you know if, if men you know how men don't uh, you know, husbands, married men don't want their wives to find out anything that's on their phone. That they could be in a coma. And, uh, you know, and the doctor is going to pronounce them dead. And, you know, but uh, here's his phone. You know, as soon as that wife got a hold of that phone, they would, you know, revive or something like that. <laughs> of course, I, I, of course, I'm not going to be able to present it in, you know, the way that he did it. Cause you're going to have to find that comedian. Some of you might know who I'm talking about just by the joke. But... But, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, that, that that's funny, but at the end of the day, that's not really funny. You know, for any of you that can, that can relate to, you know, that's had a father that wasn't the best father, that wasn't the best husband to your mother, to your mother, you know, there, there's nothing funny about that. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing funny about that. You know, and so for you know, so is it appropriate for Christians to watch certain things? I I would say this. This is what I would say. You know, if if especially if if you're watching something or somebody that speaks in a vulgar manner, and it and it influences you in a such a way to where you begin to do that, then then I would say that it's probably wise for you not to watch. To not to watch that 
because a lot of the times, you know, it's just funny, you know, in, 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 in the, you know, in the world of comedy, a lot of the times, you know, they joke about things that we, we, that probably shouldn't be entering our mind, joke about things that really aren't a joking matter, and they're, they're usually provocative, and I, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that, that comedy is, is non-existent, but I, I don't think that comedy, you know, has to be something that is just heinous, to put it simply. Uh, like I know like I know my brother you know he'll send me videos send me text messages and the videos that that can be you know that I that I, I will find funny but you know I, sometimes I always if not all the time I have myself thinking like man should I be watching this because there really ain't nothing godly but you know it really ain't nothing godly about it you know you know so, so if anyone else can relate you know don't don't let it get you down. Just as long as you're not, you know, you're not out there, you know, mimicking whatever it was that you thought was funny, <laughs> or if you know, if you're you're not practicing whatever the joke is, or, or speaking in the matter of whatever of whatever content you was watching. Because I I know I know I, I know I'm not the only one. I know a lot of Christians have probably heard and seen things and, and have wondered to themselves. Mm, I, I probably, probably shouldn't have, uh, probably shouldn't have watched that. <laughs> probably shouldn't have watched that. You know, because, like in my past, when, when I was, you know, fooling around with prostitutes, and something that I deeply regret in my life, it can. It can mess with your way of thinking, especially when you try to understand people, you know, because, you know, when I when I got into that sin, you know, it, it made me feel less powerful as a Christian. Like, how can I speak against sexual immorality, even even if I were to, leave, you know, even if I left it behind still, you know, I still felt like even if I were to leave it behind, how could I ever speak against sexual immorality? when when i when i have an an experience in it but you know just just because you and i, I have you know just because people a, a great multitude of people may practice in it or even because you've practiced in it doesn't therefore verify that you should continue in that practice it doesn't it doesn't validate it it, it doesn't make what is what is evil good it, it doesn't it just doesn't as i've said in one of my spoken words you have the right to do what is right because doing the right thing is the right thing to do we are obligated to do what is right in life you know and i had to remind myself you know you know there, there ain't nothing good you know about prostitutes you know or prostitution and sometimes i, I try to you know I would think to myself, like, God, would you really send some of these people to hell? You know, because some of them have lived rough lives. Some of them were forced into, you know, into that life. And did some of, a lot of them didn't really have a choice in the matter. Or, you know, some of them had some valid reasons as to why. But there are some that I know where, that, where that's really not the case. And I'm not going to, you know, dive into that. But the, but the reality of it is, is that, that prostitution is really just something that, that is ugly and, and is not godly. And there's women that I know that that could definitely that that could get themselves out of that life, if they would just simply be willing to make that choice. 
that some people just get too used to that lifestyle and don't want to make, you know, uh, attempts to to further themselves and, and, and better themselves. And there's all sorts of reasons, and I'm not going to get into it, but but there, is, there are some people, if not a lot of people, that, that could get themselves out of that situation. You know, why would you try to reason with yourself as to why you should stay in prostitution? Because a lot of them, I promise you, are sleeping with married men. And that's no, it's no different, you know, from the, from the average uh, adulterer. I mean, I mean, think about that. You, you, you're, you're, you're in a way, you're, you're ruining a family. You, you are part of a wrecked family. You are, you are part of a, you, you are part of damage. You are part of the reason why a family is being damaged. And you're not doing anything for that man that's giving you money to sleep with you any, any good. You're not doing him any good. And so it's all just a part of, you know, just it's just funny how everything just seems to be connected and just destroying what, what God does not want. We already have an issue with people thinking too much about sex. We already have an, you know, we already have an issue with people thinking that marriage can never work. We, we, we already have an issue with family being damaged. And most, and most people, you know, prostitutes are just, you know, normal people. They themselves would want to be in a normal family. They themselves wouldn't want to be in a relationship and find out that the men that they're dating is messing, is messing around with another prostitute. That's the, that's the ironic thing about it. You know, so, so I, I speak boldly against that. You know, I don't condone, but I'm also at the same time, I'm not condemning. You can change. And I, you know, all I'm saying is, you know, I, I would want them to get out of that lifestyle. There ain't nothing, you know, they, they could tell you themselves to have to sleep with strangers. And some of them, are, a lot of them are not always the greatest looking. There are many other ways to, to make money in this life. Money, admittingly, can be hard to come by, but, you know, you don't want to stand before God knowing you could have changed. You know? And, and it's, it's not saying that to... Oh, have some fear of hell, but you, you, you think your heavenly father, you think, you think God wants you in that life? You think that's what God wants for you? But I'm, I'm kind of getting, getting, getting a little off topic. But what I, what I was, you know, what I'm trying to get to is like, like I thought about what I was going to title uh, this episode. Maybe something along the lines of, are, are Christians G-rated? You know, because when you look at the Bible, for example, there's, there's nothing, <laughs> the Bible itself is not, is not G-rated. You know, there is a whole book in there, the Songs of Solomon's or the Song of Songs that's all about sex. But within the boundaries of marriage, of course. You know, and, and the Bible tells a bunch of horrid stories of all the wretched things that sinners have done. But at the same time, the Bible is telling a story. The Bible gives wisdom. The, the Bible teaches lessons. It's not amplifying. It's, it's not telling you to sin. Like, you know, or excusing sin. Like in the same, word, in the same way that our culture does. Where it not only talks of sin, but it... it 
it gets you to want to partake in sin. Sex, sexual immorality being one of the biggest things. You know, the Bible says that, you know, like Paul says that we shouldn't, our mouths shouldn't say anything foolish. You know, we, we shouldn't talk about, you know, shouldn't have foolish talk and, you know, speaking, you know, sexually immoral things and carousing, you know, you know, we, we, sh- we shouldn't engage in that, but we should be edifying each other. I mean, do you think God, you know, I mean, do you, do you think God is, it, it would be telling you some nasty joke? Especially if you're someone out there that struggles with immorality or, or whatever. No. But God always spoke against sin. You know, always. And any time when he speaks to us, he, it's edifying. Like, I don't know how many people believe in prophecy, but, but I, I have experienced that. I have experienced prophecy or divine wisdom or words of knowledge. And every time, you know, he, he speaks to me in a manner that is, that is real. that is real he edifies me he talks to me about what I could be doing in my life he talks to me about my purpose in life and this is really just simplifying what I've experienced in my life or really it's it's over oversimplifying because I, I don't got the time to, 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 to go into detail with all that maybe in a future episode I will but so far am I am I, am I making sense because I, I realize I kind of drifted a little bit from my main point. But, but basically what, I, what I'm saying is, you know, how, how is your godliness coming across? Are, are, you, are, you living, are you living life without compromising? You know, are, are you being influenced by the world too much? Are you being a little bit passive in the way that you talk? Are you cursing? Are you making excuses? You, you may not curse like a sailor, but you say a few cuss words here and there. That could blow somebody off. You know, or, you know, give somebody the wrong idea of, of what it means to serve God. Maybe you're listening to something that's, that's not too outrageous, but, you know, and you find it funny, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not really... What is that? Think, think about it. What, what is it really doing for you? Is it giving you wisdom? Could you be using that time for, for something else? Could you be using that time for something else? Like reading the word, making plans for your life. What can you do? So what's, what is too worldly of a Christian to make a difference? I think, just to put it simply, any, anything that compromises with the truth of what God has set before us, of what he's already instructed us to do. You know, why, why, why feel embarrassed or feel, or feel bad about not being able to engage with a friend about talking about a, a beautiful woman or talking about how she looks or talking about what you wish you could do with her. But, but then when, when it ta- when, whenever it comes down to truth and things about morality, ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody wants to listen to that. When it comes to talking about something real, no, nobody wants to talk about it. 
And if you're one of those people that prefer to talk about something real, you, you shouldn't be ashamed to talk about that. No, I don't want to sit down and and, and, and talk about weed. <laughs> you know? Whatever it is that some people may try to pressure you into to talking about. You know, sometimes it, it, it's, it's hard not to want to to please people and to see if you can find a balance but sometimes you just need to cut that all off and just to keep yourself separate it may sound corny and ridiculous and and unreasonable but but when you really come to that conclusion that the worldliness of the world doesn't have anything to offer you and that the fear of the Lord is is the foundation of wisdom then it it really doesn't come across as corny it really doesn't come across as ridiculous I suppose it's all about your perspective of life when Adam and Eve just simply did one thing they they disobeyed him in one area just just one sin and, and that changed the whole course of humanity Separation, separating themselves from the commandments of God, from the word of God. And it's like that all throughout the Bible. And if you could think of personal times in life, you know, and not, not even just with God, but just, you know, God is, is any, it has, God is wisdom, period. He is truth. He, he is light. Anything that has to do with common sense, anything that has to do with what what is right, this is what we ought to be turning our mind to. This is what we ought to be turning our mind to. Maybe you shouldn't be watching those music videos where they're always talking about women and showing women and, 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 and you know bodies and you know. What what's the term? What what is what is the term that they use? Objectifying women. You know, because we we have too much of that. And especially if you're somebody that struggles with not being able to keep his hands to himself, or not being lustful, or not being a player, you know, you you, you struggle with that. You know, may, maybe filling your mind with that is 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 not good for you it's it's only gonna fle- it's only gonna feed that sinful nature in you and we've seen where that's gotten some of these rich and powerful people with all these sexual allegations you know uh, you know i've said this before you know that you know our culture we, we try to make things that are sinful seem fun they try to raise our curiosity to it but there's always another side to the coin it is never what it what it really seems like at the end of the day, no woman, you know, really wants to <laughs> wants to be objectified. No woman in the right mind wants, you know, wants to be with no guy that's like a thug. And, and and again, I say a woman that's in her right mind, because there are those that do make that stupid decision. But hey, that's that's them. You know, at the end of the day, you may not think it, but but everything influences you. Everything, even something as you know, like if you were a kid and your parents said something to you that, you know, that wasn't meant to be taken the wrong way, but, you know, 
or what wasn't meant to be insulting, but you you took it the wrong way, and it and it affected it affected your whole perception of yourself for many years to come. Words of power, you know, influence influence is all around you. What are you allowing to influence you? What are you allowing to influence you? So while though the Bible, some may argue and criticize that the Bible doesn't have G-rated content, it's in the, yeah, but at the same time, you know, the everyone knows that, that the Bible in no way is, is uh, uplifting, outrageous behavior. It is explicit in a sense in nature because it exposes the sinful nature of humanity. There is bad things in the Bible because, well, that, unfortunately, that is the, that is pretty much all of humanity's history. And the whole point of the Bible is that man is sinful. And because of our sin, we have separated ourselves from God, but God has provided a way for us to be reunited with them. And that's all that God's been doing throughout the course of history has been trying to make right what humans have done wrong. So, separate yourself from anything, no matter how small it may seem, that that is not God, that is not of God. Especially if it really ain't doing you, it really ain't doing you no good. It's not gonna hurt you to see if you can influence yourself by other means and there are some people in this world that you can look at that are great examples of allowing themselves to be of allowing themselves to to receive good influence you know learn something word of God says my people die of a lack of knowledge you know there may even be some people out there that are you know trying to find out new ways to make money or business and and sometimes people don't think they can do things or won't try new things because they don't they don't understand that field they have a lack of knowledge they don't know what they can do when really there's all kinds of things out there for people to do things that I'm not even aware of So again, I say don't 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 waste your time with, with things that are that are ungodly or, or worldly, that aren't that that at the same time really ain't doing nothing for you. Go ahead and surround yourself with wisdom. Go ahead and surround yourself with things that are only going to make you a better person. Because at the end of the day, you you don't want people noticing these certain things in your life that you're that you're not doing right. Like people in my own family try to do, you know that you're interested in and and then try to use that against you to say that you're not an authentic Christian. That's just more weight and and more problems for you. Because though they may see that, they don't see things behind the curtains. They don't see, you know, the authenticity of your relationship with God. And a lot of time, if you're surrounded by people that want nothing to do with God, they're not going to want to see the things that you are doing right. You know, that's just the nature of people. So, you're only doing yourself more harm if you, you know, if you you know, if you're associating yourself with things that aren't really godly. 
and I could probably go into more depth with this, but I, I don't want this to be too long. I hope uh, throughout this episode that I, I made sense and that this spoke to you in some way. I don't know, because I realized I, I kind of was a little scatterbrained, and I promise to do better on that. <laughs> but anyway, this has been an episode of Unsheathed Thoughts, and this has been your host, Shaquille. Uh, tune in again. Everyone be safe. Everyone be blessed. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.